This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, last night, I mm-hmm. did oh, a yeah, murder yeah. mystery. Us, yeah. Yeah, murder mystery. Murder right. mystery dinner. Murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this wasn't the bells and <laughs> bells and bullets. What's the one? Bells, bullets, Bell- and bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> No, this one was a uh, like 1920s prohibition era themed one. Nice. Um, Did you get to talk all old timey? Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I was. I, I played. We'll say that, spot. I played Duke Carrillo, the the track owner from Jersey. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, everyone had names like that. It was just like for, it was just like for murder. It just made me realize like how ill suited Michael probably was to run a game like that <laughs> in the conference room during a work day. It probably takes some more prep than just like running. And yeah, pulling out the box. You're like printing out character sheets. You have to like oh, yeah. do stuff ahead of time. And um. <laughs> by now you found out that old Beatrix Bourbon was the killer. Yeah. No, no, that is. <laughs> yeah, that was an was, audio thing. She was the one I most medium suspected. I, what I want is a murder mystery themed around the office. So oh, then you are characters from the office. That could be really fun. You know, it's not going to write itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should start working on it. I think it we got to right get away. cracking on that. Okay. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dunder Mifflin, the people purchase paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people purchase paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and vintage HP computer collector, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes, CFO. And with us, as always, in the warehouse, our producer, Mr. Alex Ward. Why, hello, everybody. (laughs) Sit down, Holly. I'll take it from here. (laughs) Um, I am beautiful. (laughs) They are beautiful. Oh, so he good. is beautiful. There, there you go. <laughs> this big fat pig is beautiful. Uh, so glad I bought instead of rented. <laughs> I just didn't inflate it all the way. I'm so glad that I bought instead of rented. Poor part. Oh, it's getting too long. That's, He's got a. That's what she said. <laughs> He has a whole different suit to put on that sumo suit, too. I know. That's that's... A, that suit is tailored to fit around the sumo suit. That would suit. cost even, way more. Even then, he forgets the safety mittens. <laughs> <laughs> he must always wear the safety mittens. I must have left them in my car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we talk about, Sean? Every, every week... We get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Talk about a different topic every week, sometimes characters, sometimes specific episodes. 
sometimes entire seasons. And this week, we're going to break down season five. But we're also going to talk about uh, the new Office Ladies podcast, which just came mm-hmm. came out this past week. Um, we're going to take a, a question from one of our listeners. We're going to talk about Halloween coming up next week, some mm-hmm. costumes. We're going to do some trivia as well. Trivia is the return. Yeah. But we're going to start with uh, some season five, breaking, diving into season five. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this this morning. When you guys are you fire up Netflix, you're looking through the office, you hit that drop down menu, mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm, where am I going to go? Yeah. I, always, I have the exact same thought process every single time. I'm like, oh, season one, not enough for me. Season two, I've seen it just too many times. Yeah. Like, and then season three, I go, I've also seen that too many times. Season four is a little short. <laughs> and then you hit season five, and you're like, just this feels right. right. This right, feels right. like the season. Cause not too hot, not too cold. It's perfect. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of episodes. There's so much that happens. And then I go, uh, six, six gets weird. Seven's only half Michael Scott, eight and nine, you know, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But five, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> 10, 11, 12. In my dreams. <laughs> In my dreams. But yeah, no, five Five is the porridge at the Just, right temperature. You know what I mean? Um, it, uh, it aired uh, in 2008 to 2009, from September 5th, 2008 to May 14th, 2009. 28 half-hour mm-hmm. episodes. It ushered in a new president. <laughs> That's right. 08, yeah, That's sure. True. Obama uh, is president. <laughs> you are Black Stanley. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just as an overview, some of the main story arcs for this season, we um, are introduced to uh, Holly Flax at the end of season four. So season five opens with uh, Michael and Holly getting to know each other, falling in love. And then uh, and then that's cut pretty short. Then she goes off. She's sent off to Nashua by David Wallace. Um, and then we see her again briefly at the end. Um, Pam. This is a big season for Pam. Pam goes to art school. Um, we learn that she's pregnant at the end of the season. A lot of development for Pam. She leaves the company, comes back in the Michael Scott Paper Company. Michael Scott Paper Prom- Company, yes. Promotion. Becomes a, she becomes a salesperson, mm-hmm. yep. Um, I, I just kind of had as one story arc, Charles Minor and the Michael Scott Paper Company. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard to say now. I, I have to say, I'm podcast. really used to saying Michael Scott. Sounds like an office company. tribute band, Charles Minor and the Michael Charles Scott Minor. Paper Company. Yeah. yeah, that would that'd be a good. That's one. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play police songs at weddings. Yeah, a little preview of the Halloween costume mm-hmm. discussion um, later. Two love triangles in this season: Andy, Angela, and Dwight, which of course mm-hmm. we'll have to dive into, and uh, and also Kelly, Daryl, and Ryan <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> briefly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other main story arcs that come to mind? I think that's everything. Ryan, the big Ryan's ones. plummeting from the top down to yeah, the bottom yeah. again. Uh, from from the youngest VP in company history to, <laughs> to working at a bowling temp- alley. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the one that stands out for me, and this is one that isn't you know as maybe visible, but like really sp- taking the time to dig into the season. The one thing that really stood out to me was Michael's arc throughout yeah. this season. Yeah, big and time. The amount of I don't know. It's a uh, it's growth and struggle and winning and losing, like that whole everything he goes through in the season. Yeah, well, just I <laughs> was just learning to love. <laughs> That's a good. One. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, th- compare him at the beginning of season five to the end. Right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, obvi- you know, we've talked about Michael Scott Paper Company and all that stuff before. But We've th- talked a lot about season yeah, five already. I think we have. In the show. But Michael in Love, part one and two. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of this. We talked about him and Holly before, yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know... We talked about Cafe Disco, your favorite. <laughs> yes, and we can talk about that again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, that... The opening of season five, where he doesn't he doesn't know what to do about his feelings for Holly. You know, he's kind of like one of the, like little kid, like doesn't know um, how to act. Uh, Jim kind of has to help him say the right things and do the right things. And then, of course, at the end of the season is Company Picnic, where we have that episode where Michael and Holly spend the whole time together, joking around, doing that whole sketch. Um, laying, laying announcing the, the <laughs> announcing that Buffalo Branch is closing. Mm-hmm. Um, Summed under Mifflin there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he has that line at the very end where he says, "You know, it's not perfect. She's with someone, then I'll be with someone, but eventually, you know, we'll mm-hmm. we'll wind up together." Um, it I is mean, like it is that, a, yeah. He, just him saying that is so. Uh, indicative of like how far he's come since the beginning of the season it reminds me a lot of and i love finding these little sort of parallels or mirrors in the show and in season two when they're in the booze cruise episode and jim is out there talking to michael and he's expressing you know his how he's struggling with the fact that pam is engaged and michael says bfd (laughs) engaged ain't married right (laughs) and he says never ever give up right and then i think there's even a talking head later when michael says when two people find each other what should keep them apart right mm. um and it's almost a flip where michael is saying that about his own his own mm-hmm. like relationship or his own um his own issue or the thing that he's waiting to get through yeah. well yeah. It, it's funny too cuz in the very first episode of the season in in uh, weight loss part 1 uh or maybe it's in weight loss part 2 but you you see him struggling with just being near holly as she's like dating like oscar's yoga instructor yeah uh and just seeing how he deals with that, jump right to the end when he has such a more mature feeling right. about him and Holly, and or, like when he said for when he bullies AJ. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I'm not but saying yeah. mature for Michael is a very is way below most people. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yes, he's come a long way. Yeah, but he makes that sa- he makes that sound one of the many great yeah. Steve Carell sounds when. They're talking about it. He's just like, <gasps> kind of next to yeah. her. When talking yeah. about the guy she was dating. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, you, you want to talk about weight loss a little bit? Yeah, sure. I think that's an interesting. Sure. It's one of the only episodes where you're getting like the, they're cutting in like the timestamps throughout yeah. the thing yeah. where they talk because it's happening. Yeah. It's an episode that happens it's over like a 24 whole or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's like this really long. Like yeah. The facial hair comes and goes. <laughs> yeah, you see, goatee. You, you see Dwight. That shot of Dwight right. when he yeah. finally grows his goatee after yeah. they shave it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get to kind of play with time in a way they've never mm-hmm. really had done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of several mini arcs throughout this season. You yeah. have a two-part weight loss. You have a two-part stress relief. You two-part have Michael, lecture circuit. Two-part lecture circuit. You mm. got the Michael Scott Paper Company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a it's just a it's a really fun season. It's so different from all the other ones. And yeah, for, I mean every season's different, you know. Well, I mean, let's Great weight loss. There. I think the big thing that happens in weight loss uh, is that Jim proposes to Pam. You know, and yeah, and like I kind of had to remember too that you get that tease at the end of season four mm-hmm. from uh, Goodbye Toby, mm-hmm. where you know 
she thinks he's going to ask. He is going to ask. But then, of course, Andy blows the whole thing by asking Angela during the fireworks show. Um, we get that payoff right at the start of the season. I rewatched that episode and I still was like moved during that scene. Like I kind of smiled and teared up a bit at the gas during, station at the proposal. The yeah. Like it, it hasn't lost its shine for me. It's just like, it's so well done. It's such a good moment and have, was the most expensive shot. Yeah. I was, yeah, gonna I was say, just going to say, done. have we already <laughs> talked about that? They built a gas station <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah. That was the number one, number one expensive yeah, shot. Yeah. Whole big show. rainstorm. I'm mm-hmm. sure all that was brought in. Yeah, I think the other piece of that is by having Jim and Pam get engaged so early in the season, it kind of clears some of their relationship drama off the table, Mm -hmm. or it sets things up to yeah. It's like we're not going to talk about that this season, right? And they, I mean, they do, and they have to, right? Like they, Mm -hmm. there's that episode uh, in the Crimeate episode when Jim talks to Roy, and Roy kind of convinces him that he should go up and visit Pam, sure. Um, And he turns off at the end. He says, "I'm not that guy. We're not that couple." Yeah. Um, they keep playing phone tag and they just like aren't right ever catching each other at the right time and feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. They can still acknowledge that relationship and find interesting things to do with it plot wise. Yeah. And that while having that sort of big milestone sort of happen early on. In the right. guy from Mad Men moves in on her. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. I never yeah. realized that was the guy he from is, Mad Men. He is in Mad Men. Harry, he smokes a right? pipe in Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the, the art TV. The TV guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like that guy in this in the office or not? Do you think he's... I think his character's name is Alex. Yeah. It's Do, Alex. It's yeah. Pam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I have no opinion on this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's whatever. Did, did you ever feel threatened by him? You seem to. <laughs> no, just like is there this. something did, you want to say? I, no, no. I'm, I'm genuinely wondering because... Nah. I think you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. You're uh, supposed yeah. to worry that... I don't think he's a romantic interest. I think he's just like a... Yeah. Wants to keep Pam in New York. Yeah. Like, he's just keeping Pam away from Jim. Not that he's going to date Pam. It's yeah. Just like, I also think it serves the plot less if it's just one more person that's interested in Pam. There's been too many of that. Yeah. Well, Ryan and, you know, like, there's just, yeah. I, there, you know, that part where he goes to her office and she's like, hey, it's Alex. Um, and he pulls her out and you're like, oh, no, he's going to tell her that he likes her. And then it's revealed, like, he's just like, no, I just think, like, you should not leave New York. You shouldn't go back to Scranton you should stay in New York not a great sales pitch because she's like well Jim's in Scranton he's like I know but you should stay in New York (laughs) come on dude like yeah you don't even care yeah well I think that it's just like maybe it's that in that moment that's kind of like the showrunners telling us hey like don't worry about Jim and Pam romantically anymore. What we have to worry about now is Michael romantically. That, or no, that they're growing up. Mm-hmm. That they need to still continue to grow. You know, and mm-hmm. and it's not that another person's going to come between Jim and Pam. It's their own hopes and dreams, which is maybe even more difficult. Yeah, it leads into athlete mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or stumpany, is what we call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything else on like Jim and Pam this season, or I guess we're talking about season? art oh. school and. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I didn't even There's really... There's a lot to talk about with this. Yeah, it's yeah. not even really Jim and Pam. I don't... I mean, d- can you think of anything for Jim, really, this season? He doesn't do too much this season. Well, he's he's kind of a free agent this season because Pam's at art school for so yeah. long, and then uh, and then she leaves for Michael Scott. He has his t- he has too. his difficulties with Charles Minor, but that's about it. I think Jim plays the same role that he always does, which is just kind of this sort of cooler presence, this very flippant presence yeah. in the office, you know? He's kind of a rock... Um, 
like and then but also like kind of antagonizing Dwight and Andy at certain times you mm-hmm. know um but yeah and he does get to play that same role as yeah. uh, as the you know as the show progresses even mm-hmm. if he's not you know doing it to impress Pam per se mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he's doing it because mm-hmm. it's kind of what he likes to do in the office and then when Charles Minor comes in I do think that's an important development where it flips a little bit and Jim right. has to kind of take things more seriously I wonder if that's it's kind the of the first time we ever see him in that put in that situation where he's not someone just doesn't like yeah, Jim yeah, yeah. right away and like even when he's trying he can't get it right you know yeah. he comes up with the rundown and he's like send it and Charles says send it to the distribution list and he says what distra I'll just send it to the distribution list that I have and then later he's like I am faxing this to my dad <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like he doesn't have the disc list to send it out to yeah um, but I do think that you know we talked about this I think as recently as last episode but like Jim in the tuxedo Mm-hmm. is a big flip in the way that we perceive Jim in the way that maybe other people in Dunder Mifflin perceive Jim. Yeah. And then after that, he has to kind of, he kind of comes back into form. He's still in David Wallace's good graces. But I wonder, right, just theoretically, um, if getting kind of called out by Charles Minor doesn't, isn't something of a motivator for him to try to become a manager later mm-hmm. on. Because, yeah. you know, Charles is like, why, why should you work harder than you should? And he's like, ah, I don't know. Like, he can't get yeah. out of these situations, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And at the company picnic episode, when Charles comes up and he's like, hey, Jim, taking a rest from all your rest, huh? Yeah. God, he's and, such a dick. And, Char- and Jim is like, I can't do, I don't know what to do. And Pam says, do you want me to beat him up for you? And Jim says, no, you should just you should just do it. I should, yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have, have to tell to you. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. That's what I, that's what I yeah. see from Jim in this yeah. season. Yeah, just, yeah you're right. Yeah. He yeah. does go from being through four seasons, the center of the love right. storyline too. He becomes on the sidelines of all these other ones and he mm-hmm. helps kind of push and prod, you know, especially Andy and, and Dwight and Angela and also Kelly and Daryl. And Ryan. yeah, it, it put, it, it tests him a little bit and shows him that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's, maybe there is some benefit to caring a little bit yeah. and, and that, you know, you're smart enough to make it, make a difference. Mm-hmm. I think to some extent this season to me stands out as more fun just because yeah. there's mm-hmm. a lot more characters involved. The storylines are really different. I think from, earlier seasons the Jim and Pam drama maybe isn't center stage right yeah and Jim takes something of a step back maybe not a huge step back but he becomes a little bit more of the ensemble and the ensemble grows quite a bit yeah we see more from Andy this season we see more from Kelly and Ryan and Daryl this season right just in general and I think it almost helps to have Jim less prominently involved in whatever the plot is of the show Mm -hmm. and more like able to kind of mess with whoever is you know he's there to lend the helping hand when uh, in broke mm-hmm. when the Michael Scott paper company is broke mm-hmm. you know he's just yeah. he's kind of in a position to just like be the one to help them come back upstairs he's a mercenary know? all yeah. season yeah I, to, if, to, if, to um silence Dwight a little bit yeah. and, and clear the clear the yeah the, the space for them to come in I, th- I think you look at like the first the first four seasons, and especially season four, you could look at in the lifespan of the show. There's a lot of growing pains in season four. It's a shorter season. They, they had to get creative with you know during the writer strike and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, you come out of it introducing a new love interest for Michael, and then by the end of season five, you have. I, I mean, I, the, the whole theme is just growth. Like they've grown up by season five, and yeah. it's like okay, we're done with some of the silly stuff from the past, and now at the end of it, it's like now you're gonna have a baby. And Michael has matured where he's like optimistic and looking at love with a level headed manner. Right, and right. Like, you know, Andy took a shot and missed. Well, uh, that, that's another thing that I'd like to talk about. Certainly the love triangle between yeah. Angela, Andy and Dwight. Um, you know, this <laughs> obviously the end of season four, Andy's proposed to Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, and right at the top of this season we find out that she and Dwight are still sleeping together. Mm-hmm. Um 
because anytime Andy is annoying to her, she <laughs> dials a special number on her phone, which is very clandestine. Yeah. Gets Dwight's beeper, and well, they we go find down out to the warehouse to. It's the bang last it out. thing in season four. It's the last yeah. thing in frame a to- or a goodbye Toby that Phyllis walks in on them. Mm-hmm. So she has that knowledge, and so she's the head of the party planning committee. Now. That's but, <laughs> that's sorry. Please, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know, of course, that all comes to well, um, there's you know, there's the part where they're touring shoot farms and Dwight like you know gets them has them actually get married because he's got an actual German minister um uh so raised only minutes from here he speaks only German <laughs> what is it Mennonite minute. it's like yeah, Mennonite, yeah, yeah. Yeah. minutes from here <laughs> uh who is that guy um but of course uh there's a moment too when Dwight is helping Pam uh, put together the copier, and he's like, "Would you like me to translate the German instructions for oh, you?" Oh yeah. <laughs> he says, "Like it's either an incense holder <laughs> yeah. or a ceremonial sarcophagus." sarcophagus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, my German is mostly pre is pre industrial and mostly religious. <laughs> the that shot where Pam's crouching, mm-hmm. looking at, and then you just see Dwight's legs. Yeah, it's yeah. just so good. It's <laughs> just like that's just done can so only well. be Dwight. Yeah, yeah. the way he <laughs> the crouches big black down. shoes. <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's Dwight for sure. Hands are a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but of course, uh, Michael spills the beans to Andy <laughs> as he's leaving. <laughs> that well, is <laughs> so. It happens. Well, it happens in yeah. Moroccan Christmas first, right? Right. So you know, Phyllis is really pressing Angela to do the, to put together this really alternative Christmas party, right? She puts the nativity scene in the drawer, right? Mm-hmm. And she asks Angela to like put on the hairnet when she's cutting up yeah. pita triangles, you know. <laughs> she's fan, she's so flexing can, hard. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. She's like. Uh, what does she say? Like, uh, her little grape head is under my foot or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that's also, is that also when Michael's like giving her crap about pumping balloons? No, wait. No, that's later. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but no, Michael's saying like, oh, this is like the, one of the best Christmas parties we've ever had. Mm-hmm. There's a really funny moment where they're eating like these cookies or something. And uh, Phyllis is like, they eat these during Ramadan and Angela spits hers out into a napkin. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Um, that's but, right. but anyway, uh, Phyllis asks Angela to bring the tree in, and she says it's outside. And Phyllis says, "I didn't ask you where it was. I told you where it needed to go." Right? Oh, yeah. And Angela and Angela says, uh, "Stop it." He's like, "You have to stop treating me this way because you have this one little thing on me that you, I know you're never going to say because you can't plan these tacky parties anymore." And Phyllis gives a great pump fake where she looks down and starts to walk away, and she goes, "Okay." And she goes, "Angela's sleeping with Dwight." Yeah. And I caught them during. Uh, Toby's goodbye party or something. Yeah. Everyone in the room hears it except for Andy. Yeah. Who was playing the sitar yeah. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, and and then, of course, uh, you know, Michael later is like to Andy, like, you still don't know? <laughs> Jim has to like shove him into the mm-hmm. his office. And finally, he uh, tells him in the parking lot as he's... <laughs> Behind a closed window as he's driving away. <laughs> I love I love Andy in this season so much. He's I think he's used so well just because he's he's obviously involved in some plot lines, but most of the time he's on the outside just being strange, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Singing. I love he's playing the sitar, you know. And Jim comes up and he says, "Do you take requests? <laughs> Please stop." <laughs> and then they're all sitting. Kind of. Uh, Andy comes in and they're all like, "This moment has just happened." And Andy's like, hey, I want to show you this. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. And he's tough room. Usually a little applause. Usually a little applause is standard. And then Angela's like, I would like to go home now. He's so clueless. It's amazing. And it's like all the while he's just like 
your wish is my command, lady. Like, yeah. trying yeah. to just figure bon out petit, anything for their wedding. Bon yeah. petit fiancé. <laughs> bon voyage, flower bon petit For my flower. Fiance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ed Helms is awesome this whole season. It's so good. Because, um, yeah, he definitely steps up into a bigger role, too. Um, yeah. And we're, we've been circling around doing an Andy episode for we a while. I think yeah, that's, at some point. We got a message from someone saying, you know, Nardog was their favorite. Which I, I never, not a lot of people say Andy. I've, no, I've, I've heard that for some yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, then, yeah, we should. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do an one. Andy. That's We got some character episodes yeah. coming. Um, and you, also, oh, yeah. I think at some point, too, we're going to have to do a Dwight part, too. That became yeah, clear yeah. going through season five. I was like, dude, he's. He's so many dimensions. Yeah, like we'll we, do we, it. Yeah, okay. Cool. We'll do it. Absolutely. So what, uh, you, you know, bon voyage, mon pote. Yeah. yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah, is yeah. a great way, I think, to lead into the business trip episode, which yes. I think is very yeah. important in the Angela, yeah. Andy, Dwight dynamic. So they fly, you know, they fly to Winnipeg and Andy is Michael's translator and Oscar is Michael's <laughs> numbers guy. Yeah. Right. And, uh, they they go out for the night on the town and then right. Oscar asks Andy point blank after they've been drinking, like, what do you? How can anyone stand that woman? He's like, I've sat behind Angela or next to Angela for years, you know. Yeah. And Andy says something to the effect of, um, you know, I see a hard center and way deep down is a little bit of jelly. <laughs> jelly in the middle. Right, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he calls her. Yeah. And there's that great moment from Oscar. He's like, Oh my God, Andy, don't call her. Don't yeah. Call her, don't call her. <laughs> that that little <laughs> like that little emotional. Yeah. 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 Oh, so good. After Andy's trying to hook him up. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. We've never seen Oscar Andy like that goes for four seasons. Hard. Andy goes so hard. How do you as even, a wingman? How do you yeah. even know they're gay? Are you kidding me? It's Dandy Dale and Fabio <laughs> McGee over there. Yeah. That you guys like apples. The, when, <laughs> like these apples. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, scale from end, one to ten. How hot is that dude over there? Just Oscar at the table by himself. Waving, yeah. leave us alone, man. One of the one of the most endearing moments for Andy too is at the end of that episode. Yes. He's like, I had to go to Winnipeg to get to know a guy I work fifteen feet. Yeah, and he's yeah. delightful. The the yeah, way to so Andy flips when Oscar is like, so yeah, have you heard from Angela since you called her? Yeah, he goes, that was real. Yeah, he's I thought I dreamed that. The exact same face he makes when he realizes he's dating a high schooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Angela put us back oh to second God. base. What's second base with Angela? I got to kiss her forehead. <laughs> oh, my God. But then we hear we hear Dwight in the background Dwight. of that phone call, too. Who yeah. is it, monkey? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Somebody uh, there? The, another big part in that uh, episode, I'm glad you're about a business trip, because mm-hmm. that the, I feel like that one does get one lost. One of my favorite episodes. It's great. Yeah. It does get lost in the shuffle um, a little bit. It's, it's, a, it's an episode where you get to see characters in the office like doing normal things outside of the office like going on a plane ch- going to a hotel all that sort of stuff harry and the hendersons yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really oscar could you brought something stinkier uh but that we see the first time michael like kind of stand up to david wallace in that episode yeah where he calls him back and david wallace is like oh was the hotel not like up to your standard <laughs> sorry and, to hear and he that. just goes right in to be like why'd you do that you know you sent her away yeah um and I, so again, I think that's a big point of sort of Michael's growth. I was throughout this, yeah. Season. Whatever yeah, reason, I, well. I had yeah. never, I had never really thought about the concierge Marie thing in context of his arc with Holly. Yeah, like it's, I had never really thought about how it's not that long after they broke up that he has sex with the concierge. Do you Marie. think they have? Yes, I don't think it's they implied. Act, he comes out with his. Like shirt, he's putting his shirt back on. He's putting shirt. I didn't. I didn't think he was putting his shirt back. It's. I thought she like they got the hotel and she was like, "What am I doing?" and and like Uh, changed her mind and like kicked him out because the way he's like, I thought it was even. I thought it was even 
what to me is even worse is that they had sex and then she she's like, yeah. okay, that's it. Goodbye. I'm really tired. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, what? He, and he wanted to snuggle. <laughs> right. Well, then it's like what he wants is to be with Holly, to be with somebody who loves him. And then he's and now he's just kind of like and then, you know, he's trying to move on. But it was just like a cheap, you know, what like like. Right, zipless but sex. Michael knew it was a concierge. I mean, they right. have those. Well, he. Does. <laughs> it's so, not really clear what he thinks a concierge is. So, I, you know, I've been talking about Michael's yeah. arc in this yeah, season, yeah. and that like this is a big episode that stood out in that process, right? And I think as like you look at the way that leads into the Michael Scott Paper Company, where Michael feels like he's actually got the energy and the mm-hmm. the emotion to quit, right? I think it begins at the beginning of the season with the way that David Wallace comes in and affects his relationship with Holly, and then. And then all these other things, I'm kind of jumping the gun, but where he goes to, where he makes Michael do the Prince family paper thing, and Michael's uncomfortable yeah. with that, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, all these different things where Mike, he gets all this strange sort of conflicting feedback from David Wallace, whether he's doing a good job or a bad job. He invites him to New York to ask him what he's doing, right? He uh, he gets really mad at the golden ticket idea, right? But in this business trip yeah. episode, right? Uh, going exactly into what you were talking about with Michael and Holly, there's this talking head where Michael says, everyone's going to end up dying someday, and I think it's better to die with some people that you like, like Oscar and Andy and Concierge Marie, than to know that there's somebody out there that you love that you're not with, mm. you know? Which is a pretty sad quote, right? Right. But it shows where he's at at that moment. And then, you know, I know you talked about the call with David Wallace, but in he when he's in the business meeting with the the actual person and the, per, and the, the other business person is like, you know, this other company is cutting their prices, Michael says, look, people can continue to come back to us time and time again because they feel cared for here, they feel respected, and they feel that their needs matter. They are treated like human beings. And then he takes this pause where he can't speak anymore. And the other guy says, is everything okay? And then it cuts away from that, right? Hmm. And the next thing we see is David Wallace being like, hey, you closed the sale. You're a titan of industry, my friend. You know, yeah. So even though Michael is succeeding, he's he's clearly going through so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can see why, too, it, it, it sheds a little light on like, well, why hasn't they? Why hasn't they fired this guy yet? Like, how how could you keep Michael Scott around for so long? Like, as a responsible CFO, but well, like he's a he's a useful corporate puppet in a lot of why have I stayed at, why have I stayed at Dunder Mifflin so long? Certainly not the salary because I could have made more as a doctor, a professional athlete. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is. Yeah, it is kind of funny how like for so long Michael is this. Um, uh, like uh, what is it? Um, I mean, he's a he's a he can almost be a threat to his own branch, mm-hmm. um, and yet I think at this point maybe David Wallace has figured out what Michael is good at and is manipulating him mm-hmm. to be even more beneficial to the company, mm-hmm. and he goes too far. Yeah, I think he Absolutely. pushes he pushes Michael too far, or maybe if he had just left Holly in Scranton, he could have continued to have Michael do whatever he wanted. Why did he make Holly leave? I mean, we've mentioned this before, but like, it's pretty big conflict of interest to have the manager and the HR person literally, oh, yeah. literally in bed together, you yeah. know? I mean, and it is Michael. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah, you're right. And if it was anything but HR, would it have been? Probably wouldn't have been as well. And you know what else? You remember during the business ethics episode where I think it's Kendall from corporate is like, I thought this. We talked about this, Holly. This wasn't going to be an issue, right? It sounds like Holly herself doesn't have an amazing relationship with corporate HR, maybe Mm -hmm. as well. I'm I'm reading into that. I don't know how good Holly is at her job, (laughs) really. I mean, there's that. Yeah, the business ethics seminar. Like we see that she does care a lot about the Outback Steakhouse thing but she also 
PDAs with Michael a lot in the office. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know how often her judgment is so great. Did you guys notice that we see Kendall in this season? Yeah. We see him um, disciplining Dwight in the stress relief episode. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. up there with David Wallace. Oh, crap. Yeah. And then at the I end, thought that was so smart because in the company picnic episode, he's when in he the talks company to Toby, picnic. Yeah, yeah, he's talking that to thing him. with Bernie and Ephraim. Really funny. Yeah, really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> pregnant, pregnant. Pause. That's good. That's good. Um, do you want to continue talking about Michael, or should we move to one of these other arcs just for the sake of covering all the ground? Uh, I think we, I let's, wanna, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to say just like how much I thought Dwight grows in this um, season as well mm-hmm. uh after the duel after they realize that they've both been the angela's been saying that she's not sleeping with the other person right. but she is i mean dwight's growth a- 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 after that he's now needs to to move on once dwight and angela's relationship sort of ends abruptly with the with the duel i think what we see from this season in dwight is dwight also sort of fade back into the ensemble but become a lot more um Dangerous is the wrong word, but he becomes a lot more impactful and a lot less. Uh, it's easy to ignore, or he's kind of silly. Like, who's this mm-hmm. ridiculous guy talking about bears mm-hmm. and stuff? Like Andy says, he's like, protector from what? Bears, you idiot! What was the last time you saw a bear in Scranton? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and Dwight says, last year, idiot. But anyway, uh, you think about when Dwight um, gets his revenge on the Michael Scott Paper Company, mm-hmm. and he goes, "You have unleashed the wolf." Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are just a lot more moments where, and then uh, when he has the fire the scare right mm-hmm. think about the growth that Dwight sort of shows from season two where he's you know have you ever seen he says have you ever seen a burn victim right yeah. in the season two episode the fire and in season six he says have you ever seen a burn victim where are our exit points who knows where we need yeah. to go right yeah right he's like what is the procedure and Michael goes stay fucking calm <laughs> <laughs> um but Dwight, in general, becomes just more. You have to respect him more. He's more imposing. That maybe that's the word. Yeah, he imposes yeah. himself more, and he has to be taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not that Dwight hasn't always believed in himself, but there's something about him losing Angela and realizing that you know that mm-hmm. he's really like he thought she loved him, but she's clearly just being you know mm-hmm. um, uh, stringing him along and. Uh, it's what's worse than him believing in himself is him believing in nothing. Yeah, right. Which is, <laughs> which is what we see when Angela's gone. I think too uh, the fact that Charles shows a lot of interest in Dwight and shows gives him positive reinforcement. Like that's I think an important development as well right. that Dwight actually gets mm-hmm. someone you know as invested as he is in Michael. He, he's trying to explain to Michael on the phone in the heavy competition episode. Mm-hmm. He's like, there was a one guy, what man that I looked up to. So that you know you looked up to so much, but this new guy, very Will Smith esque, comes into yeah. the picture. <laughs> right, and Michael can't get it through his head that he's talking about them you know yeah mm-hmm. he goes this is a new guy charles is it stanley <laughs> <laughs> a little thing about me mm-hmm. i respond well to strong leadership right he says know. that in season seven yeah, yeah with yeah. d'angelo yep. yeah yep we also just see dwight like a little more i don't know if the word is playful but like i'm thinking of the okay so at the beginning of the company picnic episode right um the cold open is they. Michael is asleep at his desk, and they're going to move the clock forward so they can all go home early. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Dwight comes in and he says, "What do you need from me?" And then it cuts to a talking head where he says, uh, "Normally I don't condone leaving early, but I have an appointment with the horse doctor. How that horse became a doctor, I don't know." And then he laughs, laughs to himself, 
And he goes, no, it's just the regular doctor that shoots your, your horse in the head when its leg is hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a joke that like season three Dwight wouldn't make, right? right season right. two Dwight wouldn't make. Yeah. Or the, the prank that he plays on Jim with Aaron winning the art contest. Same mm-hmm. sort of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Dwight coming into his own a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, art, um, did we talk about Pam enough? Do you feel like we covered that? I, uh, I mean, no, I think you know, we can talk we, about we Pam a little bit. We did like an Pam. hour and a half episode on Pam. We did, yeah, too but, long ago. But I, I just think overall in this season, what we see is Pam outgrowing reception in particular. Right, mm-hmm. we see it in art school, and I actually wonder if Pam shouldn't have stayed at art school. You know, twelve what do weeks. You, mean? you know where where she fail, She's failing art school, right? And she's like, "Can you do another twelve weeks?" And Jim says, "You know." You know, can you do another? Tw- or uh, Jim says, you know, you come back the right way. Like I yeah. don't know. I I mean, obviously, it works out for the show and it works out for their yeah. relationship. And we don't know how invested Pam really was in becoming a graphic designer. She says she didn't like graphic design, but it's like just making in the scheme of the rest stuff. of your life, you know, like it's more time, more money, I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Uh, but I didn't mean I didn't mean to get lost there. But we see Pam even as we think about the fact that Aaron comes in as receptionist later Pam seems as a character overqualified to be in the receptionist place you know mm-hmm. her, she just becomes more and more competent and we see it in the Michael Scott uh, paper company arc at the beginning when she puts together the copier and she see, feels so underwhelmed by the yeah. fact that she can do anything with this copier you right know? Um, and she has to struggle in the Michael Scott paper company arc about you know what her role is she begs Charles for her old job back right and mm-hmm. she talks about how she applied it Old Navy and what, like yeah, Target right. or whatever, yeah, and they yeah. didn't call her back. And, you know, she has to fight back as a salesperson. But we just see Pam grow and kind of, I don't know, outgrow the life that she had. You know, that's a, that's a good point. And it, it happens a few times, I think, in season five. We see characters sparked to sort of change internally. And the inciting event's often a very menial, small thing. Like you just said, like Pam having to fix the copier and that just leaving it like mm-hmm. blood or like Michael going on a business trip to Winnipeg in a nondescript hotel, Mm -hmm. you know, and that whole experience like makes him just realize what his life's missing completely. It's just all these small office related things that, that like are pushing people to the next level, which is, that's the whole theme of season five. Right. Is is these characters putting to rest sort of who they were and trying to go after what they want. I'm trying to think too about like, just what it means that like she's, she, she dreams of being an artist Mm-hmm. So she goes to art school, but she gives up on that because she just feels alone and maybe that she's not good enough or she just finds the whole thing frustrating and so she quits. Mm-hmm. And then she decides that her dream is to be a salesperson, which is just what the people around her do. You know, maybe that she's saying, well, maybe, you know, art school was too big of a dream, but I can at least do what these people around me do. I'm at least as good as they are. <clears throat> and then, so oh yeah. to show herself that she's as good as they are, she becomes a salesperson. Then she's not very good at sales, but she is smart enough to make it her own mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. become the office administrator. administrator. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, what all that means. There, but. There's a talking head where Michael pulls Jim. He's trying to figure out who's going to get the job between... Uh, the episode is Casual Friday between Pam and Ryan, who's going to get the sales job because there aren't enough clients um, to justify keeping them both on as salesmen. And he's, he takes Jim outside and he asks him for his help. And you know he's like, I don't know what to do here. Um, he's like, what do you think is best? And Jim says, make a pro and cons list. And he's talking to Pam about, you know, Ryan, pro. He's my number one choice. He's everything I am and everything I'm not. Or whatever, <laughs> or whatever he says about Ryan, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, 
But then when he gets to Pam, he's like, cons, you know, she doesn't really follow through. Art school, Roy. <laughs> Roy <laughs> but but he kind of mentions this this notion that Pam has that maybe she doesn't follow through. Right? Yeah. And Pam herself kind of reconciles with this in season seven where she's like, I failed at art school. I failed at sales. What if I fail at this, too? You know, mm-hmm. I think where a character like Jim, his path is marked with so much more success, you know, the the transfer, the promotion, the co-manager thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Pam's is really marked more by failure and struggle. Like it's it's mm. it's much more of a challenge for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, just to kind of move us to wrap up season five here, because I think this this moves into a scene or a moment that I think it's kind of funny that it's basically exactly almost halfway of the entire show, which is stress relief. Uh, that two part when they do the roast. Yeah. That I feel like that's 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 like the peak it's peak so of the whole show for it's me, so because good. it's like all the jokes are earned. The camaraderie between the cast is palpable there. Mm-hmm. They're having so much fun. It's it's Michael is finally Michael against- able to accept that people can make fun of him and he's okay with it. Like he's never been able to do that. And yeah. he finally gets over that giant hump and he comes back and roasts everyone That's and a- he has the best response. Yeah. And it's like it's just this perfect moment, like right in the middle of the whole That's show. That's another you know, I hadn't really thought about that moment in terms of his growth but that's a big one too that's a big lesson that michael learns in that fun fact about stress relief too that one i was looking at that the nielsen ratings Mm -hmm. that one so prince family paper the duel those are like 8.5 yeah you know like eight eight and a half million and then 22 almost 23 million on that one because it was right after the super Super bowl Bowl. i remember i remember watching that right after the super bowl and it was advertised as having jack black and Jessica Alba, who has <laughs> guest, guest a weird star. guest star yeah. appearance. Like, I, uh-huh. when I read that on Wikipedia, like that Jack Black was in that episode, I was like, "What? When? Where?" And then it's like, "Oh, oh yeah, he's they're Sam. in that. Mm-hmm. They're in that mm-hmm. movie that they're watching, which mm-hmm. is such a bizarre." <laughs> I think this episode is one of the strongest in the whole show. And yeah, I think it really is. There are a ton of components to it. I think the fire is probably the best cold open in the show. Yeah. Granted, it's like. It's way longer and given way more time. Yeah. To develop well, they knew they're like this is right after the Super Bowl. We right, gotta, yeah, yeah. We gotta hit them. Um, and then you know, there's the fire happens. There's the punishment with Dwight. There's the CPR scene. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. There's the whole thing with. Uh, there, there's a compilation of Stanley yelling in the middle of this episode. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. Yeah. 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 Did I stutter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> there's I love you know the the CPR scene. I guess I already mentioned that, but mm-hmm. um, the Mrs. Albert Hannaday thing. Mm-hmm. Where Andy, <laughs> where Jim and Pam are going over what's going on between Pam's parents, right? Mm-hmm. And that's another oh, yeah, moment we didn't even where, talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> where Jim and Pam get to have some play in the show about their relationship, which isn't necessarily yeah. their their drama. It's yeah. it's Pam's parents' drama, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's a small conflict that gets resolved by the end of the episode. Yeah, um, that's harsh, dude. Like, yeah, Pam going through that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that Chuck and Henry, it's like really callous. But Jim's like, it's fifty, you know, fifty percent. Marriages and a divorce. It's like it's mine or hers. It's like, Thanks, oh, God. Jim. And you see him look down in the way where he's like, he's like, I shouldn't have said that. Would shouldn't have made that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a whole thing where Andy's watching the movie and he's trying to figure out what they mean because yeah. they're talking about that relationship. <laughs> there's there's one uh, there's a moment that I had written down where uh, Jim says, "Yeah, I talked to him about over breakfast," and Andy's like, "Breakfast? Do you mean when they were eating soup? They're watching them on the, t- yeah, on the yeah. laptop. Do you mean when they were eating soup? I don't think that was breakfast, unless." The soup symbolized breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then at the end, Pam, you know, says that thing about Jim, where like, you know, her, her dad d- just simply didn't have that sort of spark for her mom anymore. Like there was, mm-hmm. you know, they had, um, 
And uh, Pam says, I guess relationships just look different to the people inside them. Mm-hmm. And Andy's in the background. And he goes, come on. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> it's good. Uh, oh, really quick. We have a, uh, uh, a voicemail. On this topic, right? Uh, oh, great. Yeah, 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 from this. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hear it. Please leave a message for Andy Bernard. Hi, my name is Christina. I am calling from Ceres, California, and about Dwight Schrute. He's probably the best character because there's this one scene wherever he actually stands up to Michael, even though he's really extremely loyal, and he starts sucking smack about him after um, Michael calls him an idiot. He says, <laughs> well, you tiny little pathetic man, you have no family, you have no money, you have no <laughs> friends, and you don't have any land. <laughs> That's my voicemail for Dwight Troop for your podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks, Christina. Thank you, Thank you so you much Christina. for calling in. Yeah, yeah, thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think we just uh, wanted to play that because, like, it, just to pointing out that moment in the show. so and, good, and yeah. This is such a huge part of season five. Do you guys prefer the roast of Michael Scott or Michael Scott roasting everybody else? Oh, they're both good, but it, you have to go with Michael Scott roasting everyone because it's so Boom. quick. I, like I was going to say, I like everybody I, else. I had a note that Boom Roasted was, is like on the level of that's what she said hmm. for like oh. lines that come from this show that like, when I hear other people say boom roasted in real life, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you love The Office. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> I just love the the one where the other characters do it because they all take their own spins on yeah, it. Yeah, Like, is. Angela goes up first because yeah. she's, like, so not ready to do yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Oscar, you know, she, he's like, I normally consider myself a kind person when we try to make him cry. Like, yeah, they all yeah. go in so hard Oscar on Oscar in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Para ti, para ti. But I do, of course, love when Michael comes in, they go, why are you wearing a turtleneck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throws the full lo- slices of bread yeah. to the birds. Caw, caw. <laughs> yeah. The thing about the astronaut with the power. I was just going to say there. one of my favorite lines yeah. from the season is that was I was all, that was almost the drop at the top of yeah. the uh, at the show. There's but. a man on the moon who has a powerful telescope. <laughs> you can see my face. There's a really the deleted okay. scenes. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> there are great deleted scenes for this episode. If you haven't seen it. There's. Have you guys seen the thing with Michael and the defibrillator? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Where Michael gets a defibrillator in the office? Oh god! And he's like, he is charging up, and he's trying to like use it to shake people. So he's gonna like put it in someone's chair. Oh, so when oh no, we did one. Yes, I have he's seen that. No, I, I have haven't seen, this. seen yeah. that. And yeah. then like he's trying to like put it in his hand and tries to shake Toby's hand. And he's like, yeah. put her there, and then nothing happens. Yeah. And he he's laughing to tears, and he's like, you've been defibrillated. He's like, yeah. that's my catchphrase. <laughs> but there are, there are roasts that didn't make it into the episode. Oh, for example, I think um I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna remember all of them, but Kelly was talking about how uh how she found michael michael's hair dye in the garbage can oh, gosh and it's like midnight black and she's like come on michael we all know you should have gray hairs by now <laughs> and they get jan uh, on the oh phone and they have jan like yell about michael in the oh, really <laughs> yeah. really she, every, she, she said everything you touch turns to crap oh my god <laughs> she, she said you wrote a phone message for me on my diploma <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then oh when she God. she leaves, Michael goes, there is more plastic in that woman's chest than in most people. <laughs> that's a good one. That's his comeback. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But um, yeah. <laughs> He's got the little drum set. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's the perfect encapsulation of season five right there. I have a hot take for yeah. you on okay. season five, and then we'll probably need to start moving Let's move on. move on, yeah. I have so much more to say about this season. I know, I do But too. I know we can't get there. Maybe we can do another... Mm, 
maybe we can do another. Just as one we did someday. lecture circuit, le- lecture circuit part two, yeah. stress relief part two, yeah, yeah. Part part two. yeah there you go. maybe yeah. we can come back to it. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious. What else? What What are the big ones? Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that characters growing. Right, this we all agree. I I actually thought it was really interesting that we all came today saying that growth. there's a lot of character growth yeah. in season five. The that is of the five. theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that we all caught that. But what I was gonna say was characters growing means the show is ending. Is my hot take? Oh. Like, like <laughs> well, well, Edwin well. just rolled his eyes at me. Go no, ahead, uh, but no, but like. I like watching them grow. I like watching them struggle, right? <laughs> but but there's so much growth in this season that I think that that's why it kind of wraps up with Cafe Disco and Company Picnic, which are two episodes of like the office working together or mm-hmm. all getting along and stuff like that. And I don't and I think that maybe part of the reason why I'm I don't like those episodes. You don't like Company Picnic either? Uh, Kids, get out of the trailer. I love, I love company picnic. I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm not saying that I don't like it. It's when okay. they're back this, to yeah, back no, like that. Good. I kind of group them together a little bit, and there's sort of there's sort of a tone that carries through both of those episodes that I'm that celebrates how far the characters have come, mm-hmm. which I'm not interested in. I just want to keep watching them struggle and learn lessons and things like that. But instead, it's kind of like, oh, no, now we're like, you know, we all feel really good about ourselves and stuff like that. Does that make sense? You know what? I So I have a, just a tag on that. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this has been, we've talked about this a little bit. Well, I like Cafe Disco Shot is not. I really love the company picnic episode as well. Um, I, I'm sorry I rolled my eyes at you. There's probably a rude, no, no, very no, rude thing no, for me no, to do. <laughs> not, a, not cool. No, I think it's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, at the end of Company Picnic, right, there's this great moment. Uh, the volleyball team dynamic is really cool where you get to see Phyllis sitting down, Ryan on the phone, Kevin trying to announce the game, and he gets hit with the ball. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's six to six. Then he gets hit, and Angela says, now it's seven to six. Or is that too much accounting for you? <laughs> right. Um, there's a moment where Jim and Pan or Jim and Dwight hug, and then Nostra comes up and he goes, "Settle down now, gentlemen." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's really important that we do have these moments where they where they all work together because like it's it's payoff, right? Right. Yeah. It's payoff for them coming yeah. together as a group. And I had not really noticed this before, but when Jim and Pam, uh, or, shoot, I don't know if this is before or after Jim and Pam okay. have to leave because Pam sprains her ankle. Uh-huh. But there's a moment where four of the characters, I want to say it's like Meredith and. Kevin, yeah, they're, they're like sitting at a picnic table, yeah, yeah. and Dwight says, uh, you know what happens if we forfeit? The other team wins. Corporate. And somebody says, corporate deserves to get their ass kicked. Yeah. Right? And when you think about everything that happened in this season, right, Holly getting moved away from Nashua, like all mm. this, uh, the Charles Minor thing, right, all these, um, the casual Friday initiative, I guess, was a corporate yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, the all weight, these, lo- weight loss, the weight loss initiative, lecture circuit mm-hmm. that they make Michael do, the business right. trip episode. Right at the end, it's like, yeah, corporate deserves to get their ass kicked. Like yeah. that's yeah. like a really interesting thing that I took away yeah. from that episode. So Where are the employees, man. It was worth it to have them all together for the sake of telling corporate, like you know what, like what do you know? Because they at the end of season six, they're gone. You yeah, know? all yeah. those guys are gone. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's it's Joe Bennett mm-hmm. and the finest printers and all-in-one machines <laughs> created can make. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Oh gosh, guys! I know that there's so much more that we there's could say lot. about there's this. Edwin and I could argue more about um <laughs> that 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 last point, but uh, but I think uh, I think we got to move on. 
Um, I think we do. I have a quick one for season five that I want to just rep really quickly. Mm -hmm. A quick one. Going going through some extras, right? Um, I found some promos. There are some great promos for the Super Bowl on the DVDs. There's also a promo. I think we've talked about that before, too. Yeah. The promos. Well, but these are different. These are like new character lines and stuff. Oh, wow. Like, have you seen this? There's one where Michael wears a cup and he challenges Dwight to hit him. Oh, my. And Dwight kicks him in the shin. And then, so Michael comes out with shin guards, and he's like, hit me again, and, and Dwight punches him in the stomach, and it <laughs> oh just keeps gosh. escalating yeah, like yeah. this, <laughs> until eventually, uh, Dwight hits Michael in the throat with an orange. That's the last <laughs> thing that happens. But, really quickly, so for the Beijing Olympics, huh. there's this promo, like, to get ready for the new season of The Office, and it's Dwight, and he says, the decathlon is for wimps. I'm talking centathlon, 100 sports. And so he gives this big list of sports, and while he's listing them, the narrator's like, while Dwight is doing that, we'll be waiting for the new season of The Office. So I'm going to give you really quickly this list of Dwight's 100 events. Broad jump, side jump, front jump, back jump, (laughs) animal mimicry, wall climb, cup stacking, coal digging, hide the hamster, boat repair, projectile spitting, Q-tipping, nasal projection, fugitive tracking, rabbit hunting, pain tolerance, die casting, knuckle chuck, Turkish luge, pizza making, whoa, Hula hoop, battleship, bow hunting, voting, taekwondo, cabinet making, flapping, haircutting, murder ball, and murder checkers. <laughs> murder checkers. Animal mimicry. <laughs> Animal mimicry might be my favorite. And, and as he is saying it, they're the What's little. Broad yeah. joke? I like pain tolerance. <laughs> what is broad joke? As he's saying them, there are these little pictograms. Like at mm-hmm. the Olympic Village, like there's a tradition where it's like the little stick figures. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's right. a little pictogram for everything that he does. Oh my god. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. There's one for um, hide the hamster. Is like two hands around a little hamster face. Yeah. Like it's it's really funny. But yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a nice little uh, quick conference room. Yeah, yeah, I like. I that. that was funny enough without even seeing it. I can't wait to actually watch it. <laughs> I know. It. I would, yeah. <laughs> you did a good job. A of testament reading those to your really list fast. reading oh, skills. Yeah. yeah, that should be one of the events. <laughs> uh, what's next? What are we doing now? Let's move on to a, a question that we got from one of our listeners. Yes, this was from uh, Sarah on Instagram. Uh, what up, Sarah? She's asking, I'm sure you've heard the first ep of The Office Lady. She's loving it so far. Uh, I think we all have oh, yeah, listened we've to all Office Lady. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she, so S- Sarah brought up something f- that we learned about in that episode that I thought was, I also was was uh, really enjoyed. It says, um, I loved how Jenna recalled an early conversation with Ricky Gervais about job performance in the UK versus the US. Yes. His thought was, it'd be frustrating to American audiences to see Michael be so bad at his job but not be fired. Uh, as, and then he's like, in the UK, you can be bad at your job and just keep it for a long That's time. That's so funny. Uh, most, of his conver- most of the conversations in my house about Michael Scott end with, he should definitely be fired for that. So I found that tidbit so insightful mm-hmm. and helpful to understand him being so terrible and not getting fired because it's based in the show's origins. In UK work culture, that's a good one. That's a good hot take. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was great. I I there were a lot of things that I loved hearing about. I loved hearing about uh, um, uh, Ken Quapis so much, who I guess directed the pilot, mm-hmm. and his ideas like to just film them doing basic office work. And oh like, right, Pam doing the whiteout. Yeah, or yeah. like he's just giving them things and like just wanted them to. Um, just like be doing actual like little office work, please, you know, please be passing out some papers, like things like that, trying to like give them those boring tasks and actually make them do it. Yeah. Because in the first season, you do see so much of this B-roll of people just standing at the copier, doing whiting mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved hearing about that. 
I I think uh, I loved every all the little behind the scenes stuff. I think it was really interesting to listen to the first episode of Office Ladies because I was very curious about how they were going to you know yeah. fill mm. the time or what kind of insights they would have. And so much of it was super interesting stuff that maybe as fans we had heard about or like that had been rumors or something like that. But mm-hmm. that uh, like we knew that you know. Jim and Pam or Jenna Fisher and John Krasinski read together, but we didn't know that they like paired them separately, you know, yeah. and, and the yeah. Angela audition for Pam, like there's so much yeah. great stuff and I'm really excited to hear what all of that is. I, I actually, that thing that stood out to me the most from the episode is the exact same thing that Sarah mentioned. Yeah. I think yeah, one thing, same. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before, but like one recurring theme is that they have to kind of hammer home that Michael is actually good at his job or at least good at sales, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's shown a lot of times. It's shown in this business trip episode that we talked about. Yeah. Um, it's shown during the Michael Scott Paper Company arc when he, you know, gets all those clients away, right? Mm-hmm. Every time. And then gets the jobs back. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, that's true. There's the negotiation part right. of it as well. Like there's, He's got to sort of show that he's got some sort of um, ability, a little bit of competence. right? Yeah. Exactly right. that. And 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 when they go to when uh, David Wallace brings him in, he's like, "Your branch is the most profitable. Like, what are you doing right?" And granted, Michael can't tell him. Mm-hmm. He says, "I don't believe you should do anything to anyone for any reason." And here's the thing, you know, yeah, yeah, right. um, <laughs> ever, but. Yeah, that this notion that he has to be shown to perform well, I think mm-hmm. it makes it easier to root for him. It makes it easier to understand why the branch can continue to operate the way it does. You totally. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's interesting to have that, something that I noticed as a viewer, or I think a lot of people have noticed, it, to have it sort of reinforced by something like, so before the show even was created, right? Before mm-hmm. season one, where we don't see Michael be that successful in his job in season mm-hmm. one, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. come until the the client in season two, right? When he gets that sale mm-hmm. um, for Lackawanna County. My but, blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So My love. blood's red, just like yours. So love, <laughs> so love me. <laughs> That's yeah. all I think about. When I, I, I think about that all. all uh, but yeah, that like hearing them talk about, hearing Jenna Fisher saying like, you know, they Stephen Merchant, Ricky Gervais sat in on the table read for the pilot, and then afterwards we're like, you know, Jim and Pam, could you let's all go out for dinner and how excited and starstruck she was to be having lunch yeah, with Stephen what, Merchant and Ricky I mean, Gervais. I, like, yeah, that would have been. I, 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 I had to smile just imagining that yeah, dinner. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And even like, I, I don't know, there was, I, obviously when Office Ladies was announced it was coming out, it, you know, and we'd be doing the show for, <laughs> you know, months, a while. Yeah. And then we were like, oh no, but it's like hearing it was a, like when I, before I hit play, I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be so good. Yeah, and it yeah. was amazing. Yeah. But it also was like, oh, there's totally, like we can only do so much. Like we can research, we can look, watch the show and yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And but the do. amount that they just talk about of just the behind the scenes, like it's just all candy. It's so good, yeah. And I, I loved it. Mm. I just think it's. I, I can't wait for more. And just the hearing, like, or the fact that that wasn't um, David Keckner on the phone, right, right. right. You know, just yeah. the little things, like the little tricks they did, yeah. and how much, especially in season one, it's so fun to hear about because they're just making it up. Like they're like, let's try this, let's see if this works, and it yeah. ends up being used for the whole show. Um, and so I, I think diving into season one is super super smart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean they're going episode by episode so we have yeah. a lot uh, we have a long time to get to yeah. the whole show and mm-hmm. like 200 something episodes mm-hmm. if they come out every week that's like four years and you gotta <laughs> think that's a whole new office yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta think as as the show gets more popular and goes on it's like steve carell's gonna sit in for an episode oh, yeah you can uh, only hope, craig yeah. daniels will sit in for an episode so. maybe ricky gervais like yeah i think i can't i think they're gonna have alex a lot from, of from new york <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah see how that graphic design career is going <laughs> cloris um, leachman <laughs> you know Ronnie? when yeah. we first brought up 
this on the Punch. show when we first announced, like, you know, when the news came out and we first were like, oh, yeah, you know, there's going to be an Office Ladies show. You made a joke that, like, we could... We could do we Office could, Ladies and Gentlemen. Yeah, we could just be another show that just <laughs> just talks about the Office Ladies podcast. Yeah. Um, office, lady, <laughs> office Ladies first. <laughs> we recap. Office um, Ladies for yeah, men. That, yeah. that is real. There's a show called The Other Office Ladies, and of it's two it women yeah. really? just talking about the Office Ladies podcast. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, I haven't listened to it. I did just notice it. I just thought it was funny because I was like, that's Alex's idea that we thought was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys. Next week is Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's touch on this real quick. uh, Or at least, you know, at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. Um, So We'll we'll be doing a Halloween episode. Release it. Yeah. 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 Um, And we're going to do a Halloween episode. So just as a little... Um, uh, warm up to yeah. that. We're just going to talk about some uh, Halloween costumes. We've been posting uh, on Instagram and stuff. We've been posting pic- photos of uh, Halloween costumes that, like, some of you guys have sent us. Uh, just the other day, we posted um, a whole story on Instagram mm-hmm. of uh, of this kid who uh, one of our listeners sent us pictures. I think of her, her name kid. is Gina. Yeah, yeah. Thank she, you so much for sending that. Thank in. you awesome. so much. The it was amazing. Baby yeah. Dwight. Fantastic. Yeah. Michael, that was yeah, so yeah, great. Yeah, the video yeah. of him so saying yeah. Michael. Toddler so Dwight. Yeah. so um, please, please, please send us more of that stuff. We we love to post it. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know. That was just so much fun getting that. Did you guys have any ideas for office Halloween costumes that you want to mm-hmm. share? I got one real quick. Uh, I've always thought it's it's always really fun to go to dress up way like older. Yeah. Uh, if you're a younger person, it's it's kind of fun to to be old. So a you could dress up as Creed, yeah, which would be fun. But go as Creed, all bloodied, when uh, he realizes when, it's Halloween, <laughs> yeah. Because then you get to you get to dress up like someone old, right? You get right. to be Creed, and you get to yeah. just be covered in a yeah. splatter of blood. It's not that hard of a costume. That he didn't realize it's Halloween. Yeah, it's kind of scary, mm-hmm. but yeah. like it's. I don't think it's that hard to pull off. You just if you know someone who can yeah. do makeup, or you can do. Old person makeup. Yeah, uh, that was my first. That That's was a good first one. Thought. Yeah, you could also do Creed in the seersucker suit with the straw hat when he gets picked up That's on the pretty, work. Bus. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm playing. I'm playing hooky today. That's you know so good. You could do a group costume. Yeah, as different creeds. creeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh totally. yeah. Young sure. Creed with the black hair. Mm-hmm. I saw a good one on Reddit. Apostles Creed on the Dunder Mifflin Reddit. Um, that was Kevin and the bowl of chi- and the uh, bowl of chili. That's good. Uh, it, or That's good. It, like so, one person just has like a kettle around them, mm-hmm. and then they kind of like a one. Person is the chili. One person is the chili. It's meta. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that one I saw was pretty cool. Yeah. The trick to making the costume is you got to undercook the onions. <laughs> you got you got any Edwin? Oh, I have a handful. Oh, yeah. Um, Hit us. Date Mike. Easy. Yes. Tangle hat with the set <laughs> hat yeah. and the open shirt. Yeah. Bring some cherries. Uh, corporate Ryan with the beard. Yeah, yeah I was thinking you can grow the, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's yeah. my favorite branch doing? Yeah, yeah, that's all you can do. I saw a great meme that was corporate Ryan. It's like vegans walking into restaurants like, how my favorite branch doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, prison Mike. Another yeah, easy one with course, the bandana. Yes, definitely. Uh, if you go with Dwight, I think it's important that you get the color of mustard shirt right. There's in the Bluetooth <laughs> yeah. episode, they're like, what color mustard is Dwight's sh- shirt today? And spicy brown. And spicy brown, that's great. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, I think you could do a fun one as Agent Michael Scarn and Samuel. Like, I think these go better mm. if you get a group. You could have a golden face, perhaps, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> um, but you could just, you know, Dwight as the robot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, as Dwight as the as Recyclops? Oh, Dwight is Recyclops. That's a great one. There's a lot yeah, of that's you could do. A good one. You could do all five, six stages mm-hmm. of Recyclops. Yeah, as a as a as group, a group now, costume. That, 
That would that be, would be amazing. I truly incredible. He was killed by Pelutacorn. Pelutacorn <laughs> wishes. <laughs> Wait, who is it that asked him about Stanley. the Stanley? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the least likely yeah. person. I Stanley's you, following. I along. thought you were killed by Pelutacorn. <laughs> he knows all the lore. Yeah. Um, I have uh, Daryl and the boys in the hood in the warehouse. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. You could do Phyllis and Bob, but I also think you could have them where they both dress up as Santa. That is pretty spectacular. <laughs> oh, that's good. Our friend Ike went as Santa one year yeah, for Halloween. Santa is such a such good, a good costume costume. He, so we were, it was a Halloween party at her house, and, <laughs> and he came over early to help us set up. And so we started getting trick-or-treaters at our yeah. house. And he started answering the door as Santa. The people, the kids, the kids were so confused. Just no, they're just jaws dropped to the floor, and, and like they were like Santa, like Santa's giving us candy on Halloween. Like they couldn't believe it, and oh and God. Ike would give them candy and be like, "Oh, be nice to your parents." Uh, fellas, um, I'm so excited for Halloween. I can't wait to dive into Halloween next week. We really recommend, if you're not already doing this, on Halloween day, Halloween night, whatever you want to do, sit down, watch all the Halloween episodes back to back. It's a great- We should make a list. It's a yeah, great way to spend two decorating. hours. Yeah. Yep. Just put them all- You could do the same thing with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's good Good office traditions mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for some trivia. Oh, yeah. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> all right, fellas. Um- this week I have prepared trivia. Yeah. Um, I uh, selected an. Start off. <laughs> God damn. It. Let me just get. Let me just settle in here, okay? One of my favorite traditions. Today's trivia is all about weight loss, part one. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I watched the episode and looked for little details. Crap! I think I only watched part two. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I do not expect you to get most of these. Hmm. Um, so let's see how you do. Fine. Yeah. Ah, so I only watched part two. Um, I got a lot of questions here. I'll move quickly. Okay. Chocolate fountain or cheese fountain? Both. Or cheese fountain. Cheese fountain. It's a cheese fountain. Yeah. Uh, in the opening. Uh, what is Stanley gonna take back for his wife? I know it. Dumplings. Yep. <laughs> uh, Try what, to take these home to your wife, and yeah. Dwight sprays them yeah. with whatever it is. Yeah. What does Dwight spray the food with? Oh, it's like insecticide. Yeah, or some sort of green canister. I had to pause it and look <laughs> yeah. to see. It's, Computer, it's, zoom, enhance, enhance, enhance. It's, it's <laughs> what is it? Wasp and hornet killer. Okay. Oh. Um. So insecticide. All right. I'm not gonna ask you what. <laughs> I, I don't expect you to get how much the office weighs. Oh, oh yeah, okay. but but maybe give me a number that's it's in around the range. Two thousand two hundred and thirty-six. pounds. I was gonna say twenty-one fifty. Uh, twenty-one fifty is a little light. I think Edwin's just about right with the uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, I'll their, their first two. their first weigh in is two thousand two hundred and ten pounds, and it huh. gets, they get so lighter. That's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, take that, Sean. Yeah, we're getting these. Uh, Pam, you weigh two hundred and twenty-six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, Kevin. <laughs> not, not almost, though, Holly. <laughs> Do you know how much she weighs? Is it, 100, is it 126 pounds? I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one more bite of blank each. Oh. Do you, if you know it, e-clair, just say it. E-clair. Yeah. <laughs> Hold no, it don't wait mouth. for me. Hold it in your mouth if you can't swallow. <laughs> what did Michael learn about Holly besides the fact that her butt refuses to quit? 
Uh, it's something. It's. I don't know. She broke her leg, her left leg, twice in one year. Mm-hmm. She's allergic to sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. She has read Lonesome Dove three times. Okay. Wow. Where does That's Oscar? Good, That's a good trivia. Where does Oscar take his Bikram class? Uh, Dixon City. What? <laughs> Did I get it? How do you know that? <laughs> that is really impressive. I don't know. That don't is know, man. that's that is crazy. <laughs> Did you just watch it? I mean, I've watched this whole season to prep. Yeah. but I haven't seen that one in a minute. When a do they days. do they ever mention Dixon City ever yeah. again? Uh, okay. Yeah. So in uh, Take Your Daughter to Work Day, that's where Michael sends Ryan to get his guitar <laughs> at his mom's house that is, in Dixon City. Oh my god, yeah. that's crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> How long is Pam's design program, and where does she attend? Pratt, and she twelve goes to weeks. Pratt for yeah, yeah, weeks three months. In New yep. York City. I, I just gave you one easy one. All right, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> where where I, does he just got Dixon City, dude? You're, <laughs> you're 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 screwed. Where does Andy want to have his dream wedding? Every little boy fantasizes about his fairy tale fairy tale wedding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is it a Disney something village? Right. Nope. No. no it's it's. It's not Martha's Vineyard. It's like, I don't know. Where is it? The Breakers in Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, a gorgeous I... mansion overlooking the Atlantic. Breakers. It's where his parents decided not to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I knew it was somewhere in the like, East Coast spot like that. What is the last word of Michael's goodbye poem to Pam? <laughs> Seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> it's really long. The last word is, is seagulls. <laughs> uh what are Michael and Holly's rap names? Oh. DJ Michael Scott and DJ Holly Flax. MC Mike oh. Scott and DJ ah. Jazzy Flax. Ah, Jazzy okay. Flax. Mm-hmm. Who is the interim receptionist? Ronnie. Ronnie. Right, so Ronnie. What is, the na- what is the name of the wrong class that Pam accidentally goes to? Oh, col- uh, it's something about calligraphy. No, no, typography yes. in the modern New a- media. In new media. Expressive typography in new media. Nice, 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 nice. And, and, and here's a bonus. What did she set her alarm clock to? The the joke she makes. Oh, uh, she's sorry. She's late. She it's accidentally not like, set it's her one of the alarm like clock to. Oh no! It's like something ser- sans serif. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Zap Chancery. Zap. Wow. Chancery. I don't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you work in this. I don't. Uh, yeah. Stuff. yeah. Um. Do you know her name? No. The professor? Mm-hmm. No. Professor Angela. Mon- <laughs> Professor Monahan. Okay. Monahan. Um, what is Holly's actual first name? Hollis or Holland? It's Hollis. Yeah. yeah. Holly. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on her uh, uh, name plaque on her desk. I think uh, that's where you see there's it. There's a moment. I, I there's a moment where she calls her parents and they call her like Hollis uh, or something. Oh, okay. It's later in the show, but. Uh, Rondé Hollis. Uh, Holly says at one point, uh, hey, Oscar, who's that woman in Michael's office with the blank feet? Because <laughs> he's giving her he's a foot massage like at a the time. Rub, That's yeah. right. Um, all right. What are the four totally different wedding venues that Andy books mm. because Angela has such mm-hmm. particular impossible to perceive taste? One's a hot air balloon. Hot air balloons over Napa Valley. One yes. is the Disney Celebration Village. Uh, world famous Walt, Walt Disney Epcot Center. Okay, yeah. One is the no. The tent is later. We yeah, just thought, I got him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy Giuliani's dentist. Yeah, <laughs> third wedding. <laughs> yeah, I got him. Uh, Two more. 
Uh, is there a... Is there one on a boat? Just tell us. I'll yeah, give you, yeah, I'll give you scuba yeah. diving wedding in okay. the Bahamas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. I cannot imagine Angela ever saying yes to mm-hmm. that. No. Um, and then the last is the Wilkes Bar Marriott Ballroom C. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, cake. Non-refundable deposits at all four. Yeah. Cake. Who suggested cake? Phyllis. Yep. What does Creed think that the number one cause of death in America is? <laughs> Fright. Being scared to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many pounds does Jim agree to lose? 65. Give me five. And then how much does Michael ask everyone else to lose? <laughs> everyone loses five pounds plus Jim 65. <laughs> yeah. What is Angela's wedding venue criteria? Uh, oh, man. It's like a rustic farm with like a... a Old barn with like slats where you can see the stars coming through. Yeah, that is. She does say that, but not in this episode. She gives oh, him okay. criteria in this episode, which is a thousand-year-old church oh. in the continental United States, <laughs> which is impossible. There has to be. A- <laughs> I thought about That's that. really funny. Yeah, <laughs> there has to be a rainbow and twenty-four-hour veterinarian care. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is being served at the upstairs birthday party? Fruit. And bottles of water. Okay. Stanley doesn't like cake anymore. Now all he likes is baklava. Mm-hmm. And then finally, <laughs> finally, Dwight mentions two people who aren't so handsome from Scranton. <laughs> yeah. That guy who killed, like that guy who killed his <laughs> teacher or something, or is that guy who murdered his mother? Also Kevin. Also <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all I have for you for trivia. You actually did amazingly, amazingly I, well. Well, Edwin did, did not. Oh yeah, not Alex. No, it's <laughs> to be expected. But man, the Dixon City poll is that's an all timer. That one man. was that's crazy. Oh, I don't God. know, man. <laughs> Folks, I, I want to send it to that bad reviewer and be like, did you did you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, like I said, next week we're going to be talking about Halloween. Please send us your questions. Send us your favorite Halloween moments. Send us mm. pictures of you in costume. We have an email address, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website where you can find all those ways to get in touch with us, michaelscottpod.com. Mm. And we have the phone number, which you can can call us leave us a voicemail we'd love to play them on the show 503-694-9314 very special thanks to ryan lloyd who runs our social media and designs all our artwork and to open signal a community media center in portland where we record our show nice dude thanks it's great i want to leave you guys with one final thought Please. Something to keep in mind. If these walls could talk, they would say, this is a magical place. You are safe here. We have talking walls. We are not going to eat you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Give me this offer. Yes, sir. Bring it in, morning cheer. <clears throat> U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Ha, ha. You ugly. You mama say you ugly. Hey, go Michael Scott Paper Company. I'm here. I'm part of this now. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.